everyone, and welcome back to the Come Up Interviews podcast. This is the Brett Stir from ComeUpInterviews.net. <laughs> Ooh, dot .net. That's well, right. you know, I did screw that up once before, and even though oh. it's been .net for years, I said .com, which is, I don't know where the heck did that come. From? I think anyway. we tried to do. Oh, it's the Time Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we have a special guest, DTVC. Matt hey, thanks for having <laughs> me back on. And I, I totally get like that, that thing of like you get in your head like how, you know, how, uh, how something should go, and you just keep saying it that way all the time. I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you on well, that. Well, yeah, because you know, you know in our crazy, yeah, in our crazy modern world, we probably say the phrase dot com like a hundred times a day. Yeah. So it just kind of got stuck there just for that one moment. You know. What would remember when you first tried to get the site back up and running? Did we try to do dot webs? I don't remember any dot webs, but you were kind of more in charge. Jelly roll or something like that. No, there was no, no, there was no jelly roll. I don't think there was anything crazy. Like, I mean, if there was, I wasn't aware of it. I probably would have vetoed it. Um, Okay. Because you know, there's all there are these crazy names, wacky wacky names. But I wanted to make it as least wacky as I could, so people would find it and would know what it was. So if you can't have dot com, I guess the next best thing is dot net. That's that's all fixed up now. Hey, well, we're not we a college have... yet, so we can't be .edu, so <laughs> unless people want to come to they come up into right. the school of uh, action. The school of hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess of hard punch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, um, so Ryan, who I, is a guy that I work with and the right friend, of friends with, and he was on the podcast way back and talking about video store memories. Yeah, he had him by twice. Oh, oh, he was on twice? Yeah. What was had, the other uh, remember it was, um, could have been a contender. And his own video store memories. Oh, okay. All right. So no stranger to the podcast. And he had an idea that we should do an episode where it's like the reviews we've done that are, are the, either like the funniest or the best or uh, that have gotten yeah. the most fan response. Yeah. High fan response. Yeah. Or the ones people tend to like. And I, you know, I thought that was a good idea, but, you know, I was talking about it with Ty and then we were kind of saying, well, if we did that... <laughs> I didn't want it to seem like we were bragging too much. Like, oh, these are our best. This is the best. Of-. I didn't want it to come off that way. Uh, you talking about Alvin Bragg? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Bragg. How's Alvin. it going? <laughs> it's very good. You know, Alvin and Chipmunks, they totally indicted me. Theodore <laughs> yes, Savelle. Yeah. That's his last name, Alvin Savelle. It's like... <laughs> Okay, so Simon so Savelle. Okay, right. I guess they're all named. Let's not forget that their name is Latin Savelle. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you know, so. you ever hear the song though? It's like, of course. What no, it's an '80s song. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's been a while, but we're back in style. Yeah, yeah that's the theme. That's the theme song to Elvis and the Chipmunks. Yeah, but it's so cool to listen to. Well, <laughs> well, you know, before that, it was the older Chipmunks with. Ah, hula, hula. Did we talk about this before? <laughs> right, yes. Yes, like so, the only part I can remember from that Christmas song is where they're talking about the hula hoop. You have mm-hmm. to buy a hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you have a rendition of that? Well, then I, I also remember like whenever in the old version, right, whenever Alvin causes an issue and in, in the what, what was the guy's name that was like Dave the, Seville. Dave, yeah, right? Dave Seville. So they had Dave the would, last, last yeah. name. Dave would get on and be like, Alvin, and he'd be like, okay. And it was like, <laughs> right, so he caused too. all this pain and heartache, and he, he was he was very flippant about it. He, yeah. you know, I guess that's the Alvin way. I mean, uh, well, he's always know, this flippant dude. You know, you got the man in the yellow hat with Curious George. He's like, oh, all right. 
And it's like, uh, Woody Woodpecker, he was very flippant. Yeah. yeah, it's like the ranger for Yogi Bear. It's like, all right, just steal the picnic. That's good. <laughs> well, I, I kind of get the ranger from Yogi Bear's approach because it's like if you're out in like Jellystone or any other park, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you, you should be cognizant of the bear population, and you because the whole deal is you don't want bears to become friendly with humans because then they expect they, then they'll, that's when they start attacking humans, right? Because it's like you know they don't know the difference between somebody's hand and their their sandwich, right? It's just like right. it's all it's all the same. But so so I get the ranger being like, hey, it's your own fault, you know, you you, you left your picnic basket out there, you got to do a better job of hiding your food, you know, and. Um, yeah, and then plus, you know, he's probably had numerous, maybe even hundreds of run-ins with Yogi before. He knows what's going to go down. He can't act surprised every time he steals a picnic basket. You know, he knows how this is going to go. So, you know, what does he think is going on here? He has a rapport with Yogi. He knows what's going on. He even calls him Yogi. Like, hey, Yogi. It's like, yeah. it's like Migo. Hey, Migo, how's it going? Hey, Migo, how's it going? It's like, uh, it'll be like, great. Junior said to uh, Bronson, Migo, Pincho. Yeah. <laughs> It's not Balti, Migo, or any no. of his other characters. Right, exactly. Not yes. Serge. Yeah, Migo. Serge. Serge. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can make a slight action movie connection there because that's Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, it's action enough. Yeah. It would be interesting if Hanna-Barbera... Like if if somebody took like I don't know I, I don't know who owns the rights to Hanna Barbera stuff it's probably like TNT I think right or like Turner I think because I think all those are on Boomerang but if they made like live action like action movie versions like so like for example with the Yogi Bear like if it's just like a bear who like you know starts attacking people because. Like it's close to hibernation time and there's no picnic baskets or whatever you know and it's like you know the the ranger has to take him down you know um, it, that could be interesting or like um. What was um uh, Snagglepuss? You know that could be they they could do some great stuff with him. You know maybe like oh, if yeah. it was like you know like a, a series because he's he was a mountain lion. I think. Or no, there was another one that was a mountain lion. Maybe I guess so. Uh, well, I mean if you're saying turning these into more action, you know maybe the ranger could be more of a tough guy. Right. You know well, maybe he's be, the original by, one like, Dolph. By Yeah. Oh, it's the ranger against Yogi. Oh, Dolph yeah. would be great. But working here, working at Jellystone for. <laughs> I've been working here at Jellystone for 37 yeah. years, and I've been yeah, going after good. Yogi the whole time, and he's always eluded me until now. And then someone kidnaps Yogi, and turns out he's friends with Yogi. So instead of having an antagonistic relationship with the picnic basket test, now we have to save him. And he has to, you know, because, you know, they're kind of like, I don't know if you call it a symbiotic relationship, yeah. but he realizes his bond with Yogi is deeper than he originally thought. Yeah. That would be perfect. Dying is easy. Catching Yogi Bear is hard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, there's the trailer right there. Exactly. <laughs> well, he is very elusive. It's, you know, there's no lie there. Yeah. Um, what? you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, Dolph could be a great Fred if they like did like a um a Scooby Doo today. <laughs> Like, you know, like, 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 say, like, they were the ages that they were in the 70s. I mean, I guess he's a little bit young to be, you know, because, like, in the 70s, that, that they probably would have been born in the 40s. So he's, like, a little young to be Fred. But, like, like that could be the idea. Um, I don't know who you'd get for, like, aging actresses and actors to play the other parts. But um, that would be great if, like, Dolph is, like, you know, being called out of retirement to solve a mystery. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, Fred has blonde hair and has somewhat... Right. Um, you know, Nordic features just like Dolph. So, I mean, you know. You can just call it Fred. Like, remember, like, like Mindy Kaling's doing the one that's like Vilma? You could just do Fred, and it would just be like him with like the white shirt and the, and the, the ascot. Yeah, the ascot. Like like a cooler ascot. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Well, but see, it's got to start off where he's like grizzled. So he's unshaven. Maybe he's become an alcoholic. And, yeah. Uh, and maybe he, he's like his ascot is more like undone. And then and it's full of blood on it. It's like, <laughs> he has to figure out why. And that's like the plot. Why is there blood on my ascot? Well, he's know. playing a lot of alcoholics lately, too. So yeah, he's like, I noticed he, that. <laughs> he has that that whole part down. So you can see him like he's really good at putting like the hand to the fore, forehead kind of thing. Just being like, <laughs> oh, wow, well, too many glasses of vodka. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, he also has played a lot of Russians, too. Yes, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all joking aside, we're here for a more solemn reason, you know, because oh, yes. of the, the passing of our one of our true fan favorites, Treat Williams. So we want to I kind of so celebrate. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. And we want to celebrate him, you know, and not be too dour about it, but in an upbeat way, in our classic humorous way. But that's kind of why we're doing this episode. And I think we were kind of kicking ourselves that we never did a treat episode before. This. It was bandied about, but never really put together. Yeah. 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 And because um, there's so much we can say. I mean, he was from Connecticut. So right, to us, he, was, he was from Rowayton, Connecticut. So for those who don't know, that's it's Fairfield County, I believe. <clears throat> it's kind of like right outside New York City. Mm, okay. uh, it's, it's a train stop if you're going from New Haven to New York City or, and, and back. And um, so he was almost kind of like a local hero in a sense. And plus, he had such a unique name, Treat Williams. If he was in a cast list, the name would definitely pop out. Oh, Treat's in this. It's like a good thing. Right. And, exactly. Um, oh, Treat's in this? And we would always say it was a treat to watch. That's something we would say when we'd watch his movies. That's like a good point. Hand, <laughs> handgun, substitute, the Substitute series. Right. Um, Anything. What are saying? Phantom. Uh, yeah, and so it was just move talk. Men. Yeah. Well, the yeah. ones kind of more we would watch, like with the guys. Oh, uh, dead heat. Yeah, dead, dead heat. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we can talk more about those later. But that is a phrase we would say. And this goes back so many years. So that's like a good memory right there. Oh, night of the sharks. Oh, uh, and oh. age of dinosaurs. <laughs> right. And we'd say, oh, it's, it's a, well, we could get to that. And okay, we'll get to the age of dinosaurs shortly. So you know, <laughs> I, I won't get into my normal long biography or whatever oh, but know. i did want to i did want to mention that he's from connecticut and um almost like would it be too dramatic to say we grew up with him i mean I, that's, that's okay to say because we grew up right. on his movies on vhs yes no, no no that's certainly true and and let's we can't forget about when back when was this 20 plus years ago is where you memorized his character names talking yes about i did yeah, so, so I used to, talk about that. Sure, sure. So I, as a big fan of Treat, it's like, okay, I'm gonna try to memorize every character he's ever, any movie he's ever done. So if someone can, you know, you know, <laughs> say a movie like, let's say, you know, The Phantom, he plays Xander Drax, you know, Carl Thomas in The Substitute, you know, and the like. Oh, uh, Roger Mortis. Yeah, I mean, those are the famous ones, but it was almost like a memory test that we. Yeah, you can say, you know, Harry played Berger and. Eagle Atlantic played Captain Harry Clark, so it's like... <laughs> but that's just, it's another memory related to Treat. Oh, exactly, because I used to be the biggest fan. Like, I watched every Treat movie I could find. Of course, there's thing about Gale Force. I can get to oh, that yeah. in a second. But, uh, or Matt, well, what do you think? What are your, like, first kind of memories of uh, watching the Treatster? Yeah, it was interesting. When we found out he passed, um, you know, yeah. my, my wife actually told me, and of course for her, like, probably the most memorable was when he plays kind of, you know, kind of a baddie in, um, in Smooth Talk, where he plays Arnold right. Friend. So talking about his character names, right? Arnold Friend. Um, right, yeah. a friend. Yeah, a friend. Exactly. They were talking, actually. Um, uh, I think she was on, like, a, a, a women's Gen X subreddit or something like that, and they talked about how kind of how scary that character was um, with um, 
with with Laura Dern. And I think one thing that was interesting about that character being scary is that a lot of times when it's like a an older man with a younger woman, it's almost like the movie's like almost like grooming us to think it's okay for that kind of relationship to happen. Where in this, there was definitely a sinister element. Like like Treat wasn't trying to groom us; he wanted us to know how bad this guy was, which I thought was a uh, that that was a that was a great one. So that one came to mind right away. Of course, the substitutes came up. Um, we were also talking. Um, uh, uh, Ty and I were talking um, about uh, um, Prince of the City, which mm, uh, yeah, good one. You know, probably that might be. I mean, I, I mean, obviously he was in Star Wars. He was in um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, so technically as like an uncredited trooper. So that was probably the best movie he ever did. But I think um, Prince <laughs> of the City, like in terms I didn't of like think him. I knew that. That's right, a you know, he's playing a trooper. Yeah, right, exactly. You don't, you don't see him. You don't see the the treatster. Think so, right? So, I mean, really, I mean, I guess you know, Marathon Man was another great one. He he's, he was an uncredited jogger in Marathon. He's like he's like uncredited parts in like some of the the, the best movies ever. But I think Prince of the City might be objectively maybe maybe his best. And then of course, I mean, you know, Dead Heat in terms of like just late '80s, early '90s action. It's like. I, you know, um, that's just that's just I haven't seen that one in forever. I meant to watch it before we did this. So what I ended up doing in my, my honor of, of 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 treat, I had never seen Night of the Shark. So that was the one that I oh, watched, um, which I, I enjoyed. Dave yeah, it's on Tubi. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, sometimes we would come up with songs. Either we'd come up with our own song or re- relate to another song. So, you know, the Italian title is Nati Deli Squali. Which, you know, <laughs> So that's, you know, literally Night of the Sharks. So, yes. you know. And uh, so we came up with, we sang it to the tune of Working for the Weekend, you know, by Loverboy. So everybody's naughty, deadly, squally. Why we did that, I don't know. But um, but that's something we did as a, just after we watched the movie. I, I guess the syllables lined up. I don't know why, but then... Uh, something so about that memory. kind of clicked. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, The memory. You, yeah. you never know when that kind of thing is going to happen. Like, I, I recently reviewed a movie called Beach Fever with like Kato Kalin in it. And <laughs> every, sure, yeah. Yeah. Every time I see Beach Fever, I get the song Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald in my head. So it's like. <laughs> I it, love that con- song. I was just listening to it. Yeah. So the connections, like, it, I totally get where that comes from. Like, uh, you know, not to Degley Squally, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, you just, you know, it, 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 it flows like and it's like one of the things like if you just happen to read it a certain way yeah. it flows into the song and then it's like you can never un- undo that right and i mean people like weird al have made a career out of it i mean right. they just basically line up the s- same syllables and when there's there's others we did like and there's a dolph related one for army of one we uh with the billy joel song it's um a matter of trust or was it some guys are just an army of one uh, <laughs> or you yes. like Dolph singing it some guys might be an army of one <laughs> like, that just be such really funny lyrics with Billy Joel wrote that some guys are just an army of one <laughs> some guy the whole some guys part I just make well he did sometimes a fantasy uh yes he sure yeah. did uh <laughs> so, so maybe so there's a movie that sometimes. can do yeah, no, that's true. But, you know, but yeah, so we had that as a treat memory. So I, I definitely wanted to mention that and the, the memorizing of the name. Oh, and, and you might as well tell the Gale Force story, which you may have done on this podcast before. I think I have, yes. But before I do that, I wasn't was in the Sweet Freedom the other day because it's such a catchy song. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, we'll keep the spirit alive. <laughs> If, if you watch the video on YouTube, you see like Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines like lip syncing with yeah, Michael McDonald right. to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, Running Scared that was the, right. that was in the movie Running Scared, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was the part where they're in like Florida and they're capering yeah, around, they're keeping around, or you know, Hawaii. they're like on roller skates or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. That's a great underrated movie, I think. Running Scared. 
Yeah, I watched it. So in, in Boston, they had this channel. Um, they probably still have it, but it was this independent channel, TV 38. And they would do a thing called the Movie Loft with this like really gravelly voice. Yeah, I know the Movie Loft. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Dana Hersey. Yeah. And um, that was how I saw it was on, on there. Um, it yeah, was, that's uh, a good place to see it, I would say. That's like a good Movie Loft movie. It was, yeah, it was pretty, yeah. There were a lot of ones like that that, you, that I would see on there. Um, probably like most 80s movies I saw in the movie loft originally, so. Yeah, I mean, well, the movie loft was big in the 80s. That was like, that was up there with like Gene Shalit and Siskel and Lieber as far as stuff you see on TV that's related to movies. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. So we, we did get that in Connecticut. I don't remember what channel. Geez, you might have gotten TV on? 38 too. It's, it's possible you got TV 38 as well. Because, you know, one of the things that I remember, um, Growing up, because so it was any night that there wasn't a, a Bruins or a Red Sox game on. So you probably were probably enough in the the Boston um, metro area or the Boston TV market to count. Because I, I know like where you are in Connecticut, it probably it, it overlaps maybe a little bit between New yeah, York no, and Boston. Yeah, no, I think it might. I mean, it could have been something where it was on Channel 9 maybe. Because I don't mm. think we didn't have something called TV 38. Like that's not okay. something we had. But we might have gotten their same programming, like yeah, um, uh, like so it's kind of like Channel Nine comes to mind, like uh, Canada, like City TV. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know really. Channel Nine, so now it's Ion, you know. But oh, it's like right. Tim Mines yeah, back then, I think it was just called yeah. Channel Nine. Oh, yeah, that makes was, sense. Yeah. If it's Ion now, that would actually makes sense because there was all those independent channels, and I could I could see them airing something on TV thirty eight, airing it in Connecticut at the you know, on the same night, like kind of sharing the programming. Yeah, no, I, I bet it is something like that. But back then, you know, we didn't know like where this stuff came from, <laughs> who else was playing it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, because I remember like when it came to hockey, because there was the Hartford Whalers, the, there, there were two Boston sports channels. There still are two Boston sports channels, but the one had the Bruins, which still has the Bruins. But the other one that had the Celtics, they aired the um, the Whalers games. So it was so in that sense, it was like Hartford counted enough of like the Boston, you know, like it was like. It was, I guess it, there was whatever the, the reasoning was for it. But that, and I don't know if there were rules, like if the Bruins were playing on a night, if the other channel couldn't play a Whalers game. I don't remember that. But, yeah, there's all those kinds of rules of, like, who's in what market. And back then it yeah. seemed like it was a little bit more fluid that, you know, things oh, were definitely. shared and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and they, there's a lot of rules about that, like broadcasting rules. And, stuff, and that still goes on today with, like, football, I think. But, like, yeah. you can't air certain things in certain markets and certain games and all that. But back then, you know, where there were less channel, way less channels. But one of the like independent type channels where you might see something interesting would be like a Channel Nine or possibly a Thirty Eight, where like, oh, they're playing this movie or this show, and it was like weird, you know, or something interesting, you know. But that's when like they had the horror that. hosts, yeah. you know, like the horror hosts, you know, like, like the, Zachary, or like Zachary, or the you know Goulardi and all those people, or the yes, Goulardi. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, who's the one that? Um, oh man, uh, Sven Gulli. Yeah, Sven Gulli on MeTV now, right? He yeah. started out of Chicago, yeah. Right, so, you know, every market really had one. I think if they were going to air one of those, it would probably be on a channel like that. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. what, no, what happened, like, UPN and WB came and just right. bought up all the independents in the 90s. and Yes, I remember that, that. That was kind of it. And then there was, like, MyTV, Ion, all those ones kind of came in in the aftermath and scooped up the whatever was left. Which, uh, in the case of Ion, it was basically like four shows. It was it was basically like Without a Trace, Law and Order, SVU, and Criminal uh, Minds. Criminal Minds. That was pretty much it. That's like their full And Cold Case. For yeah, a Cold Case. You might get a Cold Case or a Monk. <laughs> if yeah. Monk, right. Monk was big on Ion. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that's it. Like, if you look at their lineup, that's all it was. It really was only about five shows. Yeah. 
if you look up the cold case uh theme song it's just like some lady singing like oh <laughs> it's like it's like and you can watch a, a video look, of that if you want yeah you can just look up cold case opening you can see some lady kind of singing it's like with no lyrics we should probably go back to tree right yeah so you want okay. you want me to mention uh might as well go Gale back Force? to Gale Force. yeah oh, okay so yeah. i was excited for get well this is too bad okay dateline 2002 <laughs> <laughs> i going to tommy k's that's a video store in connecticut we haven't mentioned that I knew that Gale Force was coming out. I was like, oh, I'm really excited for Gale Force. Yay. So I run up to the counter. It's, it's out. It's like, is Gale Force here? Is Gale Force here? <laughs> and it's like, no, I got rented out. I, I went, ah, nuts. But then I eventually uh, got to see it. It's it's a sillier tree, obviously. I need to rewatch it. Because I didn't even know who Dudikov was. Right. The villain. I only knew the treatster. So and to me, there's, a, yeah, God, there's yeah. a couple funny things about that story. One is you knew Gale Force was coming out before it was coming out, which – yeah probably 99% plus of the population would not know. So then, so you were prepared for Gale Force. You I was prepared. I, was, I was buckled up for, because yeah. of Gale Force. And it was like, because I knew it was the same guy I made Extreme Limits with Jim Wynorski. Right, which also had treat. Right? Yeah, and that's not a great, well, if you love Narrow Margin, you'll love it. <laughs> that's one of those recycled footage movies. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> which, which treat was no stranger to, because, uh, you know. Oh, there was well, the, in Gale Force, he t- they borrow the footage from Last Action Hero in the beginning, if you remember, Matt. Yes, yes, exactly. But he's wearing the same bomber jacket and red shirt as Arnie. Yeah. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there used to be a great YouTube video that did almost like a split screen comparison, but I think it's off YouTube. I think it's gone. It's like a bit of a search. But, uh, uh, but and, yeah, it's, and so you were excited. So oh, yeah, you knew it was coming out yeah. unusual. You were excited, very unusual. You went to the, <laughs> the, you counter. Went to the counter specifically for that reason. Unusual. And... The final unusual thing, it was rented out. So someone possibly like you rented oh, <laughs> rented. You should have reserved it. You, know? you should have reserved it. Yeah. I didn't so think the time was like, oh, things. I thought but it was the access around all that is Treat Williams. You wanted to see Treat Williams in that movie. Exactly, because I was so excited because I loved substitute movies. I loved Extreme Limits. I loved all those, uh, everything I watched up in 2002. So that would be uh, Guilty Hearts and uh, mm-hmm. oh, Skeletons in the Closet. So it's like, <laughs> and there were two that I watched relatively recently that were. Oh, what you watch? He was great in them. Well, there's a couple, but uh, Till Death, Us Do Part. Yeah, I want to make sure I say that right. Movie, yeah. Yeah, very underrated movie. Till Death, Us Do Part. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see de- that one? No, no. You no. should if you can get a hold of it. If it's on Tubi or anywhere, you should definitely check it out. It's it's really good. It's like a good. It's like a psycho movie, right? Or, yeah. He, well, he plays like a abusive husband, and then. A very similar role in Deadly Matrimony. Which, which is, is the other one I just yeah. watched. Yeah. Alan Masters. Yeah, yeah. Alan and, Masters. Oh, I hate that Alan Masters. Oh, he's, so, <laughs> he's like a boo-hiss kind of bad guy, and you hate him so much. What's uh, so funny about that is that he, until Death Do It's Party, plays Alan Pekilico, Pelico, <laughs> and then he plays Alan Masters in Deadly Matrimony. I guess if he's going to be a bad, like, jerk character, his name must be Alan for some reason. Or A. He has to start with A. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like... A, <laughs> a friend kind of thing but i guess he was pegged as kind of for a while in some roles as like a smarmy uh like a rich uh unlikable jerk type character but then later on he kind of got rid of that because he was kind of like a nice guy like in this show is like everwood and um where you like him and he's kind of like a fatherly type so i mean you have a lot of range the con exactly so much that's what's great about tree williams he always had range about any role you look at tales from the crypt you know but howard prince he was the con man Matt, do you remember that one? So that one I do remember. And actually, it's because yeah. I was, I was kind of looking up. I was t- looking up uh, 
till death us do part um because yeah. it's, it's right around that time right he's doing the the um tells from the crypt around the same time he's making these movies so uh yeah that's just um that was that was one that i really remembered for him um You're right about the range piece, because I think for me, like when I saw Gale Force and Mm -hmm. um, Substitute for the blog, I was in this mindset of like I I saw Treat at that point as more of the TV movie guy that you were talking about here. Um, You know, till death, uh, till death, us. (laughs) I know it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it's hard to say. (laughs) But that was the thing with those TV movies, right? Because they had to have a good title to get you to want to watch them. I mean, they, there were so many, I mean, obviously mother may I sleep with danger is the most yeah, famous of one. those, but you know, and so when you think of it in, in the mother, may I sleep with danger, like in, in that context till death us do part sounds perfectly fine. Right. It, yeah. it actually makes <laughs> sense. True. Um, but yeah, I always, in my head, I had kind of through the nineties because he'd done so many of those. That was how I had had him in my head when I started doing the blog and watching the substitute substitute in, in Gale force. And I was like, I can't divorce that treat from the one that I'd seen. And part of that was because it had been so long since I'd seen, seen things like Dead Heat um, that, you know, that like he had so cemented himself in my brain as as that TV movie guy. Uh, but you're right. Like if you especially if you go pre the, t- the, the, the 90s, if you get into or, or kind of late 80s, early 90s, you get that different treat. and You can kind of really see the range there. Yeah, because like around the time of Handgun, I, I kind of saw him as like a Hawaiian shirt wearing like party guy. <laughs> Yeah, which sounds kind of weird because that's not really. It's funny how what you he, saw him too that, at that time. So, yes. yes, that's why you had but, two different ways of seeing him, you and Matt. Yeah, yeah, and then but then as time goes on, you see him in different ways. It, yeah. I mean that, which is really unusual, and a lot of actors you don't really see that where you there's like phases because you're you see him in a certain way over time, and um, because that, and it kind of goes back to the whole range thing and the kind of growing up watching him. It's like as years go on, then you see him in this role and that role, and then there is no one way we see him now. I don't think, at least I don't. Well, let's talk about handgun for a minute. Okay, I don't remember because, much about it, but I'm happy. to Well, talk he about plays it. George McAllister. Right. I used to. I think he's, I remember that one. Yeah. It's interesting because he wears he wears a Hawaiian shirt, yeah. and his brothers in the mob, or he's he's being chased by the mob, if you remember. I think I used to be obsessed with that one. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he has a gun, he has a Hawaiian shirt. Cause it's I think called he's doing, yeah. and it's called Handgun. He's, I think he had a brief Hawaiian shirt in one of the substitute movies, too. Yeah, well, it's, and which I probably saw around the same time. So I thought, oh, he's that Hawaiian shirt-wearing guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which well, is and also, uh, in Night of the Sharks, he... he oh, right, exactly. So right, exactly. And exactly. this is right around the time when we were watching all these movies. Like Hawaiian shirt treats. Right, so but like, he's kind of like a casual, laid-back kind of guy who was, you know, like goes with the flow but yeah he might have a gun and <laughs> exactly right and then you know you got these dramas too you got horror dixie you got max and helen mm-hmm. you know yeah, have you seen those that. i haven't but, no. okay oh the third solution that's a weird movie because he shot around the same time as night of the sharks so he's, he's still in uh italy so oh okay so yeah there might be something it doesn't here. really make much sense it's like the pope it's like, <laughs> it's like there's like a pope conspiracy and like <laughs> And there's like, it's all very ridiculous. And Danny Aiello's in it, and F. Murray Abraham. It doesn't really make no sense. I won't say what the third solution is. You have to watch the movie. (laughs) Okay, so no spoilers. Unless you want a spoiler for the third solution. No, no, that's probably not a good idea. No. Okay. (laughs) But uh, but then um, a big one came out around this time, which is things to do in Denver when they're dead. We want to jump right to that. Okay, so. I mean, it's the 90s, and, and he's really, really crazy. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, jumping, jumping around. around. 
Yeah, yeah, no order jumping. But his performance in that is really great. His, oh, critical he's like Bill, a crazy, yeah. yeah, he's a he's crazy in it. He's psycho. He throws everything at this crazy guy role, and it's just it really it's is a one treat of to his watch. Best movies. I think it's just I think it's Prince of the City, of course. Yeah. Then I think Things to Do Never When You're Dead. I think yeah. I mean that was that was a that was one of those I don't say darlings, but it was like one of those kind of staples of the '90s indie film period um and of course i mean like right after that i mean he does the late shift which is you know you're talking about like juxtaposing those two. i mean i haven't seen the late shift in forever either but right he's playing like that tv executive who's completely the opposite of critical bill (laughs) critical bill yeah Yeah. no it's true that that it's true you never know what you're going to get from one world to the next you know and he pulls it off every single time like you believe he's critical bill and you believe he's mike ovitz (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I call him Mike. He's, he's, yeah, right, right. Because right. he well, says stuff like that, you know, we'll do lunch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd imagine he has to say that if, you know. Well, he has time. to. Every agent says that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about, you know, del- oh, Jay Lyle. Hey, I'm going to try to steal the tonight show. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Did I watch the late shift? Late shift. That, or yeah, del- I have yeah. a copy. I, I know. I just. Uh, well, here's the thing about my tape, the tennis room. It kind of cuts off a little bit towards the end for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I should get a new copy. But I remember, like, wait, is this, the ending's not working too good. But the movie so overall. Like, <laughs> movie overall is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's kind of funny to see fake Dave Letterman, fake Jay Leno. <laughs> well, I think you know the guy from, was it, it's Warriors, right? We call him David Letterman. Yeah. Oh, 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 not like Warriors. Um, Champions. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, that guy should have played David Letterman. He looks just like him. He looks, looks just, just like him, him Matt. Yeah. Look at David Letterman or whoever his name is. <laughs> <Letterman. Yes. laughs> well, that's something that's we can mention that I think on it's that. Lee Rarerman. And his, yeah, his name is very similar too. I think his name is David Rarerman. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because so, the guy who does play him is you know John Michael Higgins, who is you know done tons of those David um, or Christopher Guest movies. Um, oh. And then he was the one. If you remember in Seinfeld, he's the one who Elaine dates, who was shaved his head and then she's like look at this great head of hair you should grow your hair back so he starts to grow his hair back and realizes that he's bald and it's like you know i mean real life he wasn't bald but that, that that's probably what other people remember him from which um this also has bob balvin another uh, uh Seinfeld. but but um yeah john michael higgins plays letterman which is um he's a it, he's a hilarious kind of um comedic actor who, who does all kinds of stuff well, and so he's, does he host oh wait that's the other guy right he's ho- what america says it's not, it's not fred willard's the other guy fred willard's oh, roebuck Day, oh, Dave oh, Roebuck. Oh, 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 Fred Willard. Daniel right, Roebuck no. plays Jay Leno. Dave I think of America right. says that show that's on the Game Show Network. Oh, right. Um, he might. He might, actually. That's a good point. That up. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Cause I, I haven't seen what he's been up to lately. I mean, he, you know, he he played like a um a psychiatrist on some show. I can't remember what it was that I saw recently. Well, um, yeah, no, it's like if you don't, if you're tired of Family Feud, you just watch America Says, which basically is what Family Feud is, like <laughs> hundred people say, you know. Right. Oh, America says. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's on the game show show. Yes, um, that's a game that, show. That is, yeah, is that is, is that great conversation? That's yeah, that's the one he does. Apparently, that's what he's his his right. one is. And then you're talking about Daniel Roebuck as Jay Leno. Hey, folks. Like, Crunch all you want, we'll make more. Crunch all you want, make more. Well, we all know Jay Leno's best work. Oh, when he uh, brutally shot Randall Tex Cobb in uh, oh. Collision Course? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that one, I was so disappointed. I watched that one. I was going to review it for the site, you know, Collision <laughs> Course, and I didn't get the images. 
in oh, time. Oh no! And HBO pulled it. Um, oh. Max it or whatever. Did? Oh my I think goodness. so. That maybe they they put it pulled it, put it back on, but they had gotten rid of it, and uh, <laughs> I was so disappointed. I, I didn't get a chance to get the images yet. I was going to review it for the site. You know, I had had this had this whole thing set up because his character. I mean, he's you know, I know we're doing doing treat here, I guess. But I know. Let me talk about Tony Costas for a minute. Jay yeah, well, because he's he, he's from um you know he's from uh, uh Andover, Massachusetts, and he just reminded me so much of like my cousins and stuff from that part of. Of uh of you know the Boston area that I had like there's kind of like this kind of doughy kind of blue eyed kind of like goofy kind of person and and he like just exuded <laughs> all of that it's like he leaned into that even though he was playing somebody from Detroit he was just so much I was like you know what do you say like if his brother was like a, a fireman from Methuen or something like that it's like that was like the, the whole thing that he was doing there and I was like so excited to like get into all of that and it just never never happened because it was like. You know, it's 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 the thing, right? It's like you know, in your case, right? You've got um, the the um, oh, it looks like it's on, it's on Cinemax Prime channels. What it's on now, but it, you know how you've got the late shift on tape, but like you know, the tape yes. has some issues with it. Yeah, it does. but you have it, right? It's like yes, just I like do. you have Collision Course, right? You've got the I sure you know, do. You need you didn't re- request the refund. Um, no, but, um, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but how good like, you? The movie's so entertaining. Yeah, we like, we're not bringing that back. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like I'm at the mer- you know I, you know if you don't get those images in time if you don't watch it or whatever. Um, my wife and I were just talking about that today about um, no reservations with Bourdain. Um, our my favorite episode is the Outer Boroughs one where he goes to like you know Queens and and and, and Staten Island and all of that. And it's not available on Max, but she had happened to buy it on Amazon. So because she bought it, even though it's streaming on Amazon, so if for whatever reason Amazon decided to pull their streaming um, library. We'd lose it that way too, but at least we we own it as a streaming thing for well, right now. Thing. So it's it's tricky to own. You can't really own streams because they can go away anytime. That's why you gotta keep yeah. collecting collision cards. We should all have copies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and <laughs> any movie, you know. That's yeah, every movie. That's true. Another well, here's a, a go back to treat for v, uh, VHS. You know, we got Mahalan Falls. No one really talks yeah. about that one. Yeah. Did you you all seen that one? I have not seen that. Long okay. time ago, um, right? Is that that's um, the Lynch Nick movie? Nolte. No, no, it's Nick no. Nolte and no. Michael Madsen. Mahalan Drive. Uh, Mahal- I think it's Mahal- Mahal- Drive. Mahal- okay, Mahal- so I haven't Mahal- seen Mahal- 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 Falls. No. Well, you know, you got Nick Nolte saying, "I got it, Mahalan Falls, I got it," and then you got you know, uh, uh, Tree Williams like an evil colonel. Right. Um, and John Malkovich is hanging around. It's not a bad movie. It's perfect yeah. for like, you know, when you're waking up in the morning and you want to watch something. It's like it keeps your attention. <laughs> It's got Madsen. Oh, oh. I always love Madsen with a nice, you know, hat and and suspenders and stuff. Yeah. And the cast seems really good. Yeah, Chris Penn, and he wears suspenders, and Michael Madsen might wear suspenders. If you're wearing suspenders, you know you're, you know, a powerful person. (laughs) I mean, there's others we can mention, um, you know, kind of in that whole uh, Gale Force Extreme Limits area. Oh, you want to talk about that? Uh, Well, no, I just, you know. There was Venomous. There's Venomous. Mm. Oh, Venomous. Well, that's the first one I ever put on subtitles for. Right, because I know there's another memory attached. Yeah, another treat memory. It's like, it was 2000, Dateline, 2002. <laughs> right, so I pop on Venomous. If I'm like, you know, I can't hear dialogue too well. You know, we put on the subtitles, English subtitles. And now I've never stopped. So it's like, right, so that was the first movie where you started watching movies with subtitles. Yes, mm. that's true. Now that's you do not, that still to this day. I do. They all are closed captioning, but I don't like that uh, – that scrolling closed gap. Yeah, but that, that, that doesn't person. happen in movies, but because you, know, well, you want it to hear it, or does it? I guess if you watch it on TV, it does. Yeah, on VHS, you never know when it comes to closed captions. 
Yeah. But, you know, you wanted to hear every word Treat. Yes, said. I did. There's like, ooh, Treat's saying something. Like, um, yeah, and then there's like, more, more mainstream material. Sorry, around this time, but I don't want to interrupt if you were going to mention No, that. no, no, go, go ahead. Because, you know, in the 90s, he kind of had a glory period with the devil's own deep rising. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, who's going to do, do the impression? Who's going to do the bad uh, Well, you, obviously. You're, oh, you're the rich middle of this it. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt might do it this time to redo it. Well, I, I, oh, I'll do it. Not going back to him. Okay, there you go. There's Brad Pitt. Uh, That's Brad Irish. Pitt. That's Brad Pitt. I'm not going back to him. <laughs> uh, which is in the commercial. In the commercial, I actually have it recorded on my phone, so it's like just in case, in case in case it goes away, like what you guys are just talking about. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, it plays Billy Burke. In, yeah, Billy uh, Burke Williams. It plays like a gangster. You've seen this one, Matt, right? A long time ago. Devil's Own is one. Yeah, I because see, I don't remember the the, the not going back home. I don't remember that. <laughs> I I remember just like as much grimacing and like raspy voiced Harrison Ford in the commercials as 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 I could get. You know, like mm. I, I don't even remember what he was saying. It was just raspy voiced and that's a and, really amazing point because he does yeah. that a lot. It's like he just yeah. says raspy things about much meaning. Oh, yeah. that's actually a really good point. Well, I mean, that, that was his whole role as Max Drummer, which I've now mentioned every episode since I saw Yeah, that's just a, yeah. But he definitely kind of falls back on that as Max Drummer. But, uh, you know, I watched Devil's Own not all that long ago myself for the first time. Think? And Matt, it might be a good rewatch for you if you haven't seen it in a while, because it's a solid movie. It's it's really good. Yes, yeah, so it's on Netflix. Um, so oh, okay, check it out. Yeah. I mean, like I didn't even remember. I'm looking at the... the um, the, the synopsis and it's like oh, oh that's right the house guests and all and now i get it now like you know what i mean you know, it's weird how that right, is like right, how, not house guests of sinbad that'd be the devil's own starring sinbad and <laughs> if sinbad <laughs> said i'm not i'm not <laughs> going back down i'm not going back down i can't wait to do sinbad can you <laughs> imagine brad pitt's head coming out of the the uh mailbox, the mailbox? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's the other version of that where brad pitt plays the sinbad role and they switch oh, i've I seen sinbad see in devil's own that would be great. That would be like the alternate funny poster for Devil's Own. <laughs> and that's the whole thing people could do. I could imagine someone on Instagram doing this all the time, just like taking two movie posters and then just switching like who's in them. I mean, that could be a funny thing people could do with graphics. And stuff. Yeah. So, uh, like, but Deep Rising. There's the deep kind of Rising. A, did you? Deep, deep what do you Rising, think yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that was you, – you're right about that with Treat at that time where – I mean, because Deep Rising he has a little bit more prominent role. Oh yeah, he's uh, like the main character, right? Right, compared to um to Devil's Own. I mean, the Phantom's another one where he has a kind of a smaller role at that time. Um, and you know, the Phantom, right? That was kind of more part of that whole period where they were just trying to, it, it kind of what Hollywood's doing now. They were doing at that time too, where it was like, let's just pull anything we can to make a movie. You know, that any any kind of property we can to make a movie and see if it's the it shadow, the like sh- shadow. Yeah, yeah. Well, he used to have the shadow toys. Yeah, I think I still have the shadow taxi car that oh. changes. Um, but Deep Rising, remember, you got that solo poster from China, and uh, there's a bit oh, of that's a, right. the Deep Rising yeah, graphic so on it. Yeah, they put two movies on the same poster by accident. So it was supposed or, to be or, I don't know if it was by accident, though. I think they might oh. have. I mean, it could have been, but I feel like they just It was solo, it. but actually in the bottom left corner, there's Treat Williams and uh, what's his name? Kevin J. O'Connor with the guns looking for Deep Rising. But he looks like he's <laughs> looking for Solo. You know? Yeah, it's just something they did in China for some bizarre reason. But that, there's another memory for you. Is um, he, oh, yeah. I always get treat memories. And Flashpoint, which is that movie that you Oh, Flashpoint. Which is another yeah. movie I watched around the time of Handgun and the Substitute movies. What did you think of that one? 
I remember liking it. I don't remember much about it. I think it's it's an early cable movie. Like that's kind of like kind of like the park is mine. Like maybe it doesn't go back that far, but it's kind of like when they were making movies for the cable channels. I, I that's one of them. He teams up with Chris Christopherson, and they're in the desert, and they're they're looking yeah, for like a dead body or something. Yeah, it's like a conspiracy afoot. Yeah, uh, I remember liking it. I I don't remember <laughs> negative things, but it's been a while. What's good about the Phantom though? You treats really you know going over the top and it's really a lot of fun he's like i need to get the skull to tuganda it's like <laughs> how can you not enjoy that yeah i wonder if that movie had come out just after titanic as opposed to just before titanic mm. if the bump from titanic with you know with, oh with, with, the billy zane with bump, billy, the billy zane. bump yeah, the Billy Bump. The only yeah. thing I think though is that like I'm one of I'm in the minority of people who ha- has Billy Zane as his favorite person from Titanic. So I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I like, rooting for him the whole time. Right, exactly. I'm wondering if a lot of people weren't because they weren't rooting for him. It's kind of like the whole thing with um the um that singer um who was on 90210 who wanted to get written out of the show because he wanted to prefer pr- pursue his um his singing career. So they wrote a scene where he throws Donna Martin down the stairs and uh. Um, for like, and, and then when, and whenever he would perform gigs, people would come and yell at him because they thought he was a abusive boyfriend, and it killed his music career that he was uh-huh. trying to run. So I, I wonder if it's kind of the same thing where like everybody just see him as like the guy carrying the girl and being like, she's a, you know, I'm all she's got left or whatever. And it's like, okay, let him on the boat, you know, and like, ah, we can't, we, we can't trust this guy as a hero. You know, I think we should also mention that SVU episode where he plays the football player with the concussion. Uh, that was a great episode. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you know, you know, concussions were very hot around that time, and he played kind of like an absent-minded guy who had been hit to the head too many times. I thought very well, very. Um, when that was, that was um. Twenty eleven. It's not just that he was like stumbling around; like he did it in such a way where you really feel bad for him. Yeah. You know. Right, right. Jake Stanton. So it was like <laughs> spiraling down was the episode. Now I remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, one that I haven't seen yet that I want I, I meant to see before we, 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 we were recording and I didn't get to it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. was um he plays Ted Kennedy in the um, Anita Hill movie, um, oh. which is right. actually a little bit more more, uh, you know, a little bit more pertinent now because of what's been happening with the Supreme Court and, you know, with um uh, Clarence Thomas being kind of front and center of some of these decisions that have been coming out that like the movie about it. But um, yeah, he plays Ted Kennedy. I always want I, I, I've been meaning to see that to kind of see how he does. I don't think it's a big role. I don't think no, he, it's not as, as personally I've seen it. Um, okay. Yeah. He's not in it that much, but yeah. nice to see him. Yeah. And it's, it's probably good casting. Cause you know, he's not Boston, but he's an yeah. East coast guy, you know? So, I mean, I can kind of, I'm sure he can pick up that sort of Boston accent. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. It's an affluent area too. So it's kind of, there's probably some mixing of like, you know, affluent coastal community, New England communities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, also jump to a couple of more treats, you know, my sure. um, which is, where is my item here? Age of Dinosaurs. I think we're talking about Age of Dinosaurs. <laughs> which we watched, you know, a, year, a couple years ago. But I remember him being one of the better parts of Age of Dinosaurs. Yeah, he, he plays like a scientist. It's like, I don't know if you've seen this one, Matt. No, it's, I've been meaning to. So, I mean, I I kind of went, uh, no, this is an asylum film, right? Um, yeah. Is it, is, 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 yeah, and I think I had gotten a little bit of uh, asylum out. But yeah. I think the thing with asylums, the thing that, that, that can make or break an asylum is how invested the the cast that they bring on is in it and then also how much they're allowed to be invested right like how much the movie lets them 
be in there. And and you can get some real fun ones. It's I mean, again, with with, with those asylums, it, it's like maybe like one out of every three, right? Or maybe one out of every four. I don't know. Maybe I'm being generous with one, one out of three. But... five or the eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it depends on their title. Like if you're talking about Transmorphers or Atlantic yeah. Rim, then it or depends snakes, what you get. Not a train. Yeah. yeah. So there they are kind of blatant with their, you know, with their title. But in this one, though, in Age of Dinosaurs, there's a little there was more energy to it. If you remember, Brett, you know, you got Ronnie Cox is like the main scientist. It's like these dinosaurs are cool and kick ass. Yeah. Like Ronnie Cox also should be singled out for a yeah, great performance out. because he's he's kind of like seems to be modeled after like Steve Jobs mm-hmm. or like uh, or possibly Bill Gates. Uh, somewhat evil and uh so he uh but he's like the main scientist that uh creates i guess the dinosaurs and he, he's really good at it. he definitely gives tree to run for his money and there's a little more ronnie cox um uh, you know spotlight but uh but because we always talk it, about how that that quote is so funny it is it, it's very funny especially coming from him and talking about these dinosaurs yeah you you will laugh out loud anyone yeah, who watches okay. that they get to that moment you'll laugh for sure. Yeah, I, I've got to check this out because I think it's one of the things with the asylums, right? Is that if you if you get a real professional actor like Treat, and I think Treat, one of the things I think you could say about Treat is he's a professional actor in the sense that like he doesn't whatever the role is, if he signs on to do that role, he's going to do a really solid professional job. And I think Ronnie Cox fits in that same mode. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I don't think Co- Ronnie Cox has the range Treat has, but he still is going to give you a very solid like you know. RoboCop, uh, you know, or, or uh, President in, in Captain America performance, and and I think that can really help an asylum film where you don't have someone who's just sort of mailing it. I mean, there are some actors that I enjoy watching mail it in. I mean, Sizemore and and, and Madsen can mail it in with the yeah, best of them. Yeah, with the best of them. Yeah, yeah. they've done a lot of mailing. Uh, they they you know they should join the postal service. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. the, what was that thing? Was it Pitney Bowes thing with um uh, with with Cliff from uh from Cheers where like you would it would measure your mail and print out the stamp, stamps for you or something and it was like a it was like a paid you know as seen on tv kind of thing i remember but yeah he could he could be like you know they, they could be like the new spokespeople for that you know like you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and i it's, and I'm, it's, that's great that you mentioned that because i have a very solid transition based on that because oh, right. you know john ratzenberger is from bridgeport connecticut and he did yeah. this commercial for bridgeport i believe tourism which is kind of <laughs> funny to think we said uh, like i always enjoy coming back to bridgeport which you might be able to <laughs> find online that's something he says in the commercial and Treat Williams was in In the Blood, if you guys remember, with uh, yes. Gina Carano. Yeah, which played Gina's it, dad. Right. Yeah. And in that movie, the explanation of why she's such a great fighter is because she grew up in Bridgeport. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, how can you fight so well? Well, I grew up on the streets of Bridgeport. So, okay, it completely explains it. <laughs> so, and I'm not being sarcastic. Michael J. White actually did an interview. He talked because he grew up in Bridgeport. And he talked about how, like, he he essentially learned karate because of, you know, like, they're just so, you know, he ended up becoming a, like a star in, in kind of like the local circuit, you know, like the, the competitive circuit. But, um yeah, he said, like, in Bridgeport, where he grew up in the part of it, they had, like, jersey barriers up, so, like, like, on the streets. So, like, the police could pursue people better and whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, the, the only time I've been to Bridgeport actually was uh, my, my sister and um, brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is actually from... I don't know what part of Connecticut, but he's kind of from kind of in, in that area. It was not not Bridgeport, but you know, kind of similar area, probably per, where, where you guys are from as well. Um, but um, they have an electric car and they needed to charge it, 
And so they'd found um, in like kind of a, um, a, a shopping area in Bridgeport that um, that had like the charging stations. But the thing was, it was the same name as another street in Bridgeport. So we went to that other street in Bridgeport and um, definitely there were no shopping areas. In <laughs> yeah. That area. yeah. No, you got to be careful where you go. Like the, that store, the archive we're always talking about. I mean, that's in like a decent enough part. Yeah. But yeah, like, there are right. some parts of Bridgeport you do not want to go for sure. Yeah. Um, You'd learn but, how to uh, fight there. Oh, yeah, you learn how to fight. Gina Carano, uh, well, her character and Michael J. White in real life. So there's some kind of connection there. But, you know, there's there's also a treat factor. Yeah. Um, And we can go to our next interesting treat movie, if you want, which is The Fraternity. Oh, yes. Which I still have yet to see. I do want to see that. I haven't seen that one yet. But I Um, haven't seen any of the Skulls movies. I I don't want to see. I don't want to watch the Fraternity before the Skulls. You gotta watch the Skulls, and then you gotta watch the Fraternity. Yeah, I I promise you, I will. It just, uh, you know, can't get to everything, you know. But I'm gonna work on that. The Skulls is actually surprisingly underrated, I think. Uh, I still need to catch the Skulls three. Um, I I hate (laughs) to keep mentioning Connecticut, but obviously that's based on Hale, right? Right. Yes. Well, I I suppose (laughs) like. Right. Right. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. It might be a certain society. Right? But what happens in the fraternity? It's like, what's treat? Is he like the dean of the college? Yeah, he's like the dean. He plays Dean Runcie. Oh, okay. Spencer Runcie. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, you think I don't remember his name? So, but it's basically like a direct-to-video. Yeah, it's like a direct-to-video skulls. skulls. Yeah. It, which is funny because skulls two and three were themselves direct-to-video. Right. Yeah. What treat you get is not bad though. You know, you get a fair amount of treat. You know, it's directed by Sydney Fury. Oh, yes. So that's it. And it has Robin Dunn, you know, from all those great sequels. Yeah. (laughs) From the the early 2000s. Oh, oh, you you mean um, the the, uh, Cruel Intentions? Yeah, Cruel Intentions. Well, can you guess the ones he was in? You mean Cruel Intentions 2 and 3? Well, he was in Cruel. He's in this. He's in this. He's in. He was just talking about Robin Dunn. He's in the fraternity, right? Uh He's also in the Skulls 2 and American Psycho 2. Oh. Well, you know, that's what the DTV really does. I mean, they make these sequels. Didn't you just watch Inside Man 2? Oh, not yet. I will. Uh, oh, Cruel Intentions 2, right? He plays the Ryan Phillippe role. Oh, because, so. yeah, because that, that one, what, oh, Cruel Intentions, but yeah, because um, Inside Man 2, I think that's a um uh, a Netflix one. It's on, oh, it's on regular streaming? I got on disc. <laughs> Maybe it went away so. on Netflix. Maybe, I don't know. It says, uh, put the Netflix streaming titles on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not going to be an issue uh, come September. Yeah, come September, that's ridiculous. Ah, uh, so, so, so the circle, so, so the fraternity is also known as the circle. That's right, talking the circle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. I'm because I so I've seen the sequels. Um, the, those two, I, I, I thought I reviewed. I don't know if I reviewed both of them. Um, or so just the one. Skulls two or just Skulls one. I, I don't. I no. I, so, so Skulls one I've seen, but okay. then I, I, re, I, re, I thought I reviewed. One of the two, um, it, you know, two or three, I, I maybe two and three. I don't remember. It's like always one of those things. Um, I was trying to see if I could if I could find like, you know, like, oh, there's the, you know, the connect, you know how they do like the film connections. Like, oh, this is this is uh, comes after this movie or something like that. But uh, I don't because I was curious. I I thought I did one of the two, but maybe I'm not. Uh, so 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 the fraternity or the circle, that one mm-hmm. is is in the group of, of the 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 Skulls movies. Yes. Okay. And also, I do want to mention a movie we've definitely all seen, I think, which is Operation Rogue. Yes. So, uh, he plays General Wallace. 
We sure did. You know, okay. you don't remember don't, it too well? No. Okay, well, so it's Mark, talk Mark about DeCosco's, it, uh, this Asian jungle movie. Um, you don't remember much? Um, <laughs> no. Um, okay. But uh, it's we've not, watched a lot of movies of that ilk. Yeah, it's not entirely memorable to be. I don't think. Well, okay, well, that's, okay, well, well, that's the thing. Maybe I think yeah. it's more memorable, but I mean, like, Why do you not, think but not really. It's like, but it's kind of like a throwback movie, you know. It's yeah. Roger Corman set in the Philippines. Yeah. Right. Okay, that you know. does kind of sound familiar now. Yeah. yeah. And the ending it doesn't make any sense. If you remember. Uh, yeah, because because what happens in that one, the the problem with that one mm-hmm. is that like somewhere in the middle, it gets to a natural end point, and then it just sort of extends itself for some yes, reason. Yeah. It's like they just a weird I, issue there. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like why they they I, I can't remember what what order it was in. I think it was the the daughter because so the way it works is it treats daughter in the movie is dating DeCascos, but it's like kind of like a a hidden relationship for some reason. For whatever reason, they can't you know. Uh, show that they're they're in the relationship. So then she gets kidnapped by this separatist group, and he goes to rescue her. But then he gets captured himself, or or is the other way around, where he's captured first and she. I can't remember. It was one of those two. But it was one of those things where like, oh, the movie's gonna end, but there's just 45 minutes left. Oh, because somebody else gets captured and has to be rescued. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I think I'm mixing this up with Shadows and Paradise. Is oh, very one? similar. You know, yeah. very similar. Also, to Costco's and Inset and. Well, I guess that's more the desert than the jungle. But it's more but of a it's desert like a thing, and Tom Sizemore's best work. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember Tom Sizemore being in it. He was hilariously <laughs> wooden. It's like I'm gonna find the ghost. Da, 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 da. I'm gonna find Mark the cause cause, and it's like, <laughs> well, you know, he has to care. He's like one of those actors that if he cares, he'll do well. If he doesn't, then he won't. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. I'll talk about a few more treats, and then I guess. Well, you know, when I was looking this up, I saw he played himself on an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, I saw and, the clip of that when he passed away. It's like, well, why did he do that? I never saw the episode. I don't remember. Maybe you that. have. I, I, well, I when did you have. jump ship? Uh, it was well. I saw that episode was from 2012. I was still watching in 2012, I believe. So oh I wow! Must, so I did see the episode. I mean, but now that's 11 years ago. So I, if he just has like a quick moment in it, I, I don't remember. I just don't remember it. I, I jumped ship when. Well, you would probably remember that. I don't remember, remember this because you when I think they're doing like a game of. Thrones parody said I'm done. Yeah. So <laughs> when was that? That was probably around maybe. Uh, I could take a look. 17 or 18, I would think. Maybe. It's, it's it's crazy to think that most season of 29. Us, season. <laughs> so what year was that? Uh, 2017. Okay, so I definitely saw that treat Simpsons episode. I just don't remember because I'd seen every single Simpsons episode up until that season. 27. So, then you jump up until you... season 29. I've seen one through 28 in full. But, I mean, uh, that's amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, many episodes multiple times. I mean, I was a big Simpsons fan, you know. Wow. How'd you get How'd you get through some of those really bad episodes? I don't know. It was tough. Because some I of them at the end are so bad. I mean, some of them are really just not good. But um, but I don't know. It was just loyalty, I guess, from the golden age that just went on and on and on and on. I, it, at, it, at that time, it was hard to imagine life without watching the Simpsons. But then eventually I just I cut the cord because... I'll do that with any show. Like, I, I'm going to be cutting SVU, which is another show I've followed since the beginning and seen every episode. But after the season, I'm done. I just can't take it. I mean, you've done it. You've done 20 plus years of, uh, you know, Benson and the gang. Yeah, that's enough. I think that's enough. I mean, I mean, yeah. how many more rapists and child molesters can any one person stand? Like, I, I just think it's enough. I mean, I well, should have cut the corridor around the Stucky time. Yeah, but, but that was that might have been writer striked. Yeah, maybe. and I was willing I to give. Yeah, no, I was willing to 
forgive that and give them a pass and keep going. But I should have cut. Well, I mean, The Simpsons should have cut the cord after Phil Hartman died. Well, yeah, that, yeah, everyone should have done that. Yeah. I mean, because. watching. No, go ahead. Are you still watching The Simpsons? Still watching the SVU. Or still watching SVU? No. So, I mean, I mean, I would say, like, well, so, so Simpsons for sure. Like, I have, um, I've stopped watching The Simpsons. I, I remember what it probably like in the in the the, the early 2000s. And yeah. it's funny because I I have not been watching The Simpsons longer than the average TV show has been on the air. Right. Yeah. Like, no, like, that's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah and I guess the same thing could be said about SVU. I I don't remember when I stopped with SVU. It, it, it probably in the middle of the run somewhere. I'm try, I can't think about when it would have been. Are you still, um, are you still hanging with Stabler? Or are you just yeah, it's definitely Stabler. Like that that was okay. a big piece of it when Stabler was gone. I think. Okay. Um, and, and I interesting piece of trivia I discovered. Um, I was watching Watch What Happens Live with my wife, and they had um John Slattery and John Hamm on, and John Slattery was actually up for the part of Stabler, and. Something happened where he didn't – he either didn't take it or he he missed some de- – or something happened there, and they ended up giving the part to Maloney instead, and um, uh, which is just amazing because um, – yeah, Christopher Maloney, I mean, he's – you know. Well, he's so great in some certain episodes of SVU. <laughs> you, you can't watch the show without him. But Wait, now, Slattery oh, yeah. and Ham. That sounds yeah. like something you would get like at a restaurant, like a Slattery and Ham. <laughs> Well, that that could be something. But. Yeah, well, I think well, we've also, done that bit before. We did a bunch of ham jokes already. It also would make a good like buddy, like '90s buddy action cop movie <laughs> Slattery too, Slattery and ham. and ham. You know, yeah, like yeah, that. Be like Cagney and Lacey or <laughs> yeah. something, except with men. But so yeah, I think they. I don't think they kill people in that show. I have to double check. Yeah, uh, they might uh, shoot at. I think people. they shoot at. Well, I think it's a some almost gritty program. I think they went for grit. I think they were yeah. going for grit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Time Lee was was good yeah. with grit. Like I think that yeah. I think that was you know, she was. It, my my mom used to watch. It. I remember watching that one. Yeah, that our one. mom I mean, used was, to watch it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad program. It's like when you can't afford Kathy Bates, you can get Time Daily. <laughs> so oh, it's, like, it's, it's a little uh, cruel, but uh, no, it's not know. cruel. I'm just saying you can't afford Kathy. You can still well, get okay, <laughs> right, all right, fine. It's, and and, I, and I'm comparing that one's less than the other. Right. No, I get it. But you know, but I yeah, I mean, if you're doing something really glossy and slick, you're probably not going to get Time Daily. I mean, no. she can because she looks like a quote unquote regular person. Like she doesn't look right. like a glamorous person. No. Um, so, uh, but and, you know, if anyone just you can save yourself a ton of time. All you have to do is go on YouTube and watch Unstabler, the, right. one of the best yes, videos on is, YouTube. Oh, I thought oh, talking okay. about Time Daily, it's like a ton of time. No, <laughs> oh, well, no, no, no. I'm talking going back to SVU. Like, oh, of right, oh, right, plus seasons, I love it. Yeah. All you have to do is just watch Unstabler, and that video could have been longer. Like, whoever yeah. compiled that and edited it is a genius. Like, they need, they could do another one. It's I, great. We've been waiting for the other one, and might as well mention this though. When's it going to be the Gary Cole uh, SVU until the day they shelved? Yeah, they need to do though. that. Well, maybe it has to go off the air for them to do that. Because, um, you know, Ice T's like, yeah, I made that episode. Got paid my money. It's like, <laughs> but it's not that it's not that much of a good an episode, though. It's like, <laughs> it's well, like yeah, that's you're nice wrong, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you well, got Gary Cole. He's always good. I want to see him as kind of a, a Trumpy guy. Yeah. Like, guy. Gary Cole. Gary Gay. Great in after space at Lemberg. Okay. It's like, <laughs> but he, he, he's not like me. He's not like me. He's not like me. Not like me. Not like me no. Gary Cole's not like me. Okay, <laughs> but you know maybe if I don't know if they still even release these SVU seasons on DVD, but I could kind of imagine if they did that that might be on like the DVD 
you know, that it's episode. Probably hidden in like like the setup menu. Oh yeah, right. Direct. It'll be under like extra features, like instead <laughs> yeah. of it's part of the season, because it technically no, wasn't part of the season. No, you, like, you, know, you have to highlight something. You have to highlight like the U, and you press four times. Oh, you mean, like an Easter egg. Remember? Yeah, you press four eggs? times, oh, and yes. then you do like five left, right, left, right. ABA oh, they the Konami code to find this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> then really, you can get the episode. Like, they're it's really a, such it. a long way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, DVDs. One thing about DVDs is they have these, these uh, Easter eggs. I don't think Blu-rays have them, or if I, I, at least I haven't heard anyone talking about them. Yeah, let's bring so. back Easter eggs. It's like... Yeah, I remember you'd like go on a website or something. Like, remember the like, Duran yeah. Duran video collection had um, an oh. Easter egg. I think it had like a different version of Year of the Snake. Um, oh, you need like that. Reflex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. But, um, Still a cool uh, video, by the way. The reflex with that waterfall. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. And it's funny to think that they worked with David Lynch on something. Did you right. guys know that? Oh, which they one? did some concert yeah. video, and it's like all directed and stuff by David Lynch. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting combination. I've never seen it. I would like to. I like both of those people. I love David Lynch. I love Duran Duran. So I, should, I don't know why I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen that yet. I, I, I got to find it. That's all. Well, yeah. I meant a couple more things. And I'll, yeah, we, we have, have some mention, time. Uh, this, yeah. Actually, we have some extra time right now. So. Let's uh, take a look. And well, I mean, it was something we watched recently, one of his later projects, which is and also controversial, which is a uh, run, hide, fight. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, what he's like, he's the sheriff. He's the sheriff and trying to yeah. stop like the school shooting. I've never seen this, Matt. It's hard, yeah. to find. it's hard to if you haven't. It's understandable because it had a yeah. kind of a troubled release history, not like a production history, but a release history. Mm. Uh, because uh, uh, it, it involves a school shooting and it's yeah. highly, you know, oh, right. modeled after some, Columbine, but um, and there's some and political it, stuff to it. There's, know, a, there's some political stuff to it, but yeah. it, it's a good movie. It's worth seeing. I mean, Ty, you had to track down the Australian DVD to see. I did, yeah. Because so, in Australia, I guess it's not considered controversial. But, but right. in America, you can't find it in America unless you yeah. stream it on the dailywire.com. Which you'd have to sign up for, and yeah. who's going to do that, really? Oh, that's what, that's, okay, so it's that, that right. kind of political. And then you, know, you have to sign up for the, to watch Run, Hide, Fight. It's like. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I mean, to me, it wasn't that controversial, really. It basically, but the message of the movie is that guns are good and that they uh, solve problems. Right. So it, that's kind of like the underlying message. It's not that overt. It's it's almost like an action movie where the well, one yeah, high school like girl has to stop. It's like a diehard in a school, but there's like a teenage girl is like the John McClane character. It it's a cool idea and it, and a well executed movie. But you know because the Daily Wire is involved and people think oh it's these uh, you know evil uh, conservatives or what have you. Well, you but have because yeah. <laughs> if you sign up, you have to sign up for Bowling Brand sheets. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to buy. Like, no, you have to sign up for them. You have to buy them. You have to buy them. Uh, well, also yeah, you, you get an immediate uh, gift card of fifteen percent off. And it's like, but see, <laughs> but, that, see that, that, you, you you brought up something interesting. Okay, you know, they're always talking about these promo codes. Yeah. Like on podcasts and everything. Promo code. You get a promo code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about a that's a coupon. So when did it become? When did it go from being called a coupon to being called a promo code? Well, see, we also there's nothing about Groupon. They were trying to make it sound cool, and then they, you know, no, it's a promo code. You know, see, so that cool. makes it sound special and different. Like you're on the internet now, man. You're you're <laughs> you're dealing you're dealing promo codes, not these coupons that yeah, people. Not these coupons, like these old, these old grannies. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not your father's coupon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's oh, it's a promo code. To me, I feel like let's let's get real here. They're coupons. Yeah, it's amazing, they, like how much 
of the world has been renamed. Yes. Um, what, what, huh. what, yeah, I don't know what the term right. would be because I think there's even a term for that kind of thing. But it's like, right, like fried chicken is now crispy chicken, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Coupons or promo codes. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of some of the there's other so ones. So many like, other examples. I know I kind of right, put you on the used spot cars, here. right? Used cars are pre-owned. Oh, yes, um, and sometimes pre-loved. Pre-loved, pre-loved, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Delicately. Is that what? What are those pre-loved? Pre-loved like ex-girlfriend, or like pre-loved. <laughs> yeah, they're pre- yeah, no, right. Yeah. No, I've seen pre-loved items. That's hilarious. What? What? Uh, is this a random car play? These are like, maybe or not even cars, like other used things that they're called pre-loved. But no, that, that's yeah. a really good example. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. That was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like what was um like like gently used or gently worn. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like for, for like used clothes, like consignment stuff that's gently worn, it's and gently, it's like, yeah. right? Because I guess yeah, if you get jeans with like holes in them, I mean, like I mean, as far as I know, Goodwill doesn't. They just throw stuff like that out. Like they don't, you know, it's not like they're like, well, oh, they're, it's gently worn, you know. <laughs> well, but, they're not gently. They're they were right. roughly worn. Yeah, roughly roughly worn. There's a lot of holes with moths in them. Like but it's true. But to me, that kind of all goes with the softening of our society. You know? Yeah. It's like everything has to be softer and kinder and gentler. It, uh, you know, it's it's not you can't say any anything or do anything that could be considered tough or or God forbid mean. So yeah. you know, instead of you know an old junker car, it's it's pre love. You know, yeah. we we live in a wussified uh, society now. Well, yeah. Uh, and well, we, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, I wonder how many people like if you go to Popeyes or Kentucky Fried Chicken, which again is KFC, right? right. They don't want the word fried in there. I remember. Right. I actually exactly. remember Jay Leto's monologue making fun of that. Um, he was like. Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken is now calling themselves KFC because they thought the word fried sounded too fattening. And it's like, you know, do you think when you're eating like a Popeye's chicken sandwich or whatever it is that you're getting? Double you know, down. Hey, I'm going to have a double down. Yeah. <laughs> it's me eating a sandwich. It's like, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, am I, would I have gotten it if it said fried instead of crispy? Like, you know, it's like, hmm. oh, oh, well, now that it's crispy, I don't think it's hardening my arteries quite as much <laughs> right. as it would have been. Is that what they think? <laughs> my guess is that people do not care. If you're, right. if you're going look to look at uh, donuts yeah. to just dunk it, dunk it, which right, I don't right. like, because here's my c- classic question. What else would you dunk? Right. Are you dunking an, uh, eggs, dunking a muffin? Uh, dunking a muffin? No, no one dunks dunking anything dunking other besides donut. <laughs> dunk, no, you know, people don't do that. So dunking what? It's obviously donuts. Yeah, because you know what happened with them was remember the whole low carb craze in the 2000s? Krispy Kreme took a huge hit in their business because nobody was buying yes. donuts. But yeah. Dunkin' Donuts actually thrived because people were all going there for the coffee instead. But I think what it is is like, you know, especially in Eastern Mass, right? Everybody just refers to it as Dunkin's. Yeah, and, or Dunks. Or Dunks, right? Or dunk. And I think they're like leaning into that. But I know what you mean because they opened a new Dunkin' Donuts near us here about five years ago, four or five years ago. And that's what it, – it, it's just Dunkin'. It's not Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. Um, and, it's just and Dunkin'. And they took the old ones and they and they rejiggered the signs to take the word donuts off. So right. even the older Dunkin' Donuts now just say Dunkin'. Just it's say Dunkin'. because that's not, that's not all signs because, you know, in the Hamden area near, uh, you know, Sorrento's, Brett, it still says right. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, that's the other thing. It's not all Dunkin' Donuts. It's like they're yeah. keeping some of them. But, right. Uh, it's up uh, to so, the franchises, I guess, right? Oh, like they, that, that, that's interesting. That's what I've heard. That's why they change the prices all the time. Yeah. They're all franchised. And another interesting thing is that I don't think a Kentucky Fried Chicken – and again, who are they trying to fool? Right. We, we all know what the F stands for, don't we? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In other countries. You mean Kentucky Fun Chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Kentucky Funky Chicken. Who knows? It could be anything. 
but in other countries, I think they just left it as Kentucky Fried Chicken because oh, in other countries, yeah. like Kentucky is it's like oh that's American. That's you know. Yeah. So I think when you see it in like England or other places, I think it's still called Kentucky Fried Chicken, like all spelled out. It's only in America or maybe Canada where they they shortened it to KFC. I could be wrong, but I, no. I think I'm right. You're right. And I think like in China, I know I know in Japan it's the case, too, because obviously, you know, Christmas is not like a part of, you know, a ingrained part of their culture. But they will celebrate Christmas as kind of like a kind of a fun American thing. And a lot of times fried chicken is one of the things that they'll do. They'll go to like KFC or Kentucky Fried <laughs> Chicken. But I, I think in like China, it's it's you know, like that's part of the, the, the appeal is that it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so why would. It'd be appeal for them, but not us. Like, what about like, like just because we're American, we can't have that same appeal? I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Go back to treat, which is also Kentucky Fried Chicken. Speaking of a treat, yeah, maybe when I'm done here, I might get it myself. Yeah, yeah. we don't have a Kentucky Fried Chicken nearby. We do have a Popeye. It's like Popeyes is like the one that survived the the, the you know the all of the the. Yeah, every place like closing, all the fast food places closing in Philly. Popeyes is the one that like hasn't closed a single location. Well, I think it's because it's good. It, like, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's very addictive. Those biscuits are they're they're something. But yeah. don't forget to drink water when you have your biscuits, though. Why is that? <laughs> well, if people like to stuff them in their mouths. You still gotta drink the water. So, <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> people need to take smaller bites? So yeah, to take smaller bites out of your biscuit. Okay. okay. Well, I know it's hard because yeah. they taste so good. It's basically like eating. Oh, no. It's like eating. Thanks for your, for your health and safety. I'm, I'm just, you know, the more you know. It's like, uh, well, the more you treat, which is, would be... The more you eat. Yeah, the more you the eat, biscuits. then you watch and treat. But the biscuits are very buttery. It's almost like eating like a puff of butter. I mean, so obviously it tastes good, but it's probably not very good for me. Because in 36 hours to die, he does have a heart issue, so he shouldn't have too much Popeyes. To oh, wow, amazing a connection there. Yeah, we replaced Noah Stone. It's kind <laughs> okay. of a um, typical, it was made for TNT, if you remember mm-hmm. this map. I think, I don't, yeah. wait, did you watch this one, Brad, or no? I, I've never seen it, no. I know I have a copy, you just have to, uh, finding it is a little difficult. <laughs> Well, what about Everwood? You, Ty, you watched Everwood. Right? Everwood, yeah. I watched that for a while because, you know, he has a beard tree and plays Andy Stone. He's nice. Is he related to the guy from 36 Hours to Die? No, that's a good... It'd <laughs> be interesting if every character was connected to all his other characters. That would take a lot of work. Is that, and also I saw that in the 80s or, or a while back, he had his own show, a thing called like Eddie Dodd or something. Oh, you Eddie Dodd, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that available? That. Like, how can we see that? From 1991? Yeah, I've been trying to find it uh, for years. Same with um, there's other show he made called Good Advice. Mm. That's Shelley Long. Oh. And almost they almost got a full season, 19 episodes. And also, In the Shadow of Evil has been hard to find for a long time. Where he's like a detective who loses his sight. Oh. Um, that sounds really, good. It sounds good. I just haven't had a chance to find it. It's very difficult. But again, it's, he's playing good guys. He's playing bad guys. It, one thing you could say is he was never typecast. No, you know he's I mean? always changing. You know, you know, even deep end of the ocean didn't really do much. It's like the thankless husband role of Michelle Pfeiffer. So it's like, yeah, yeah, there's he, one of his role. He's it's thankless. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think if you're an actor like that, it kind of, I, I guess you'd call him a character actor. You have to do a lot of like thankless type roles. Oh, see, that's what's interesting, which I was going to mention towards the end, but I'll just do it now. Well, I think we're at the end. Oh, at, well, I want to mention the substitute for a little bit. Oh, okay. we'll wrap up. But um, when Treat Williams died, they had like a statement from his agent 
It's like, well, Treat was a great guy. He always loved the work I gave him. And it's like, huh. Now, that, I think that was trying to mitigate some of the straight-to-video garbage movies sometimes he was making. Yeah. Oh. But, but, but I see what you did there. Well, like, I think he's trying to that, – that statement does sound kind of self-serving. Like, it's not about yeah. you and the work you gave him. I mean, like, that's... Yeah, here's critical mastery. Do it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, so you can keep your insurance for the next two years. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's that, tell that the is, truth here. I mean, but that was kind of – that does sound kind of like a self-serving statement, kind of like making it about him. And how, right. Well, I gave all these great It's because he was in these great projects because of me. I mean, that's yeah, – well, and you wonder, too, right, if not only is that like kind of a self-serving thing, but I wonder if it's also a backhanded compliment that maybe he's got other clients who don't appreciate the work he gives them. And he's like, you know, like that's a good got, point, too. I got to like, read appreciates what I do, unlike Greg Evigan or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Greg Evigan loved working on Cerberus, right? Well, like, <laughs> I'm sure he did. And of course, was he? We won the My Two Dads, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's that one we also watched, Brett? And it was it we was, did, uh, it wasn't it one of the Wild Things sequels, or oh, was he in one oh. of those, Greg Evigan? Well, yeah, I think I, so. No, but we watched it with uh, our friends. It was Double Evigan. Um, oh, yeah, he was, it was it like a big snake movie of some sort? No, that's Cerberus, and then there oh. was uh, he was like a Hell Rider. Remember what that called? Oh, oh, the one with Nicole Eggert. Yeah. Um, wow. Is it called Death? Is this called Death Death Rider or something like that? It's like about an evil car. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, or, uh, no one ever does double Greg Evigan. You guys talk about Tweet off on that movie. Well, okay, no problem. One of the things, talking about the agent piece of this. Yeah, um, let's go ahead. So, you know, I watched Night of the Sharks, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like the one that's probably the one I'm going to review in a few weeks. Um, so probably, maybe by the time this one comes out, that, that review might be out there. But that kind of my, my, my in memoriam review, um, tribute <laughs> review to him. But one of the things about Night of the Sharks that really struck me is it felt like the kind of movie that Robert Ginty would have done, right? Yeah, I can and, totally see that. Yeah, and I mean, granted, you've got some other pieces like you've got Christopher Conley, you've got um, Antonio Fargas, you know, Huggy Bear as 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 his partner. Um, right, so you get those Huggy Bear. Exactly. Yeah, and I think he he elevates it a little bit too. But Treat is still very much Treat in the role, even if it's a movie that that, that you would have expected Robert Ginty to be doing. And it's so I, I think it's the, the other piece with him, you know, talking about the agent saying, you know, he, he always took whatever work I gave him. It's like he was a very professional actor that he he did his roles and he did them as, you know, as him, you know, he, he put his own touch on them. But he was also always very, I don't know, conscientious. If that's well, the right yeah, word. But professional. Pro- yeah. yeah. He even does these kind of stupid movies like Critical Mass or, you know, yeah. Venomous, Gale Force, Extreme Limits. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I mean, Night of the Sharks is is, you know, it's there. There's. He easily could have mailed that in and just been like, "Hey, I'm I'm excited to be in this this you know tropical locale and you know got my my shirt off for most of the movie and you know whatever it is." And I mean, there's you know the shark chasing him and him you know, dealing with the shark and all this kind of stuff that's happening in the movie. But he just goes for it. And I mean, granted too, the movie is, is a little bit like has a little bit of a person uh, of a identity crisis too, right? Because it suddenly becomes an action film at the end too. So there's all kinds of stuff going on there. But you know, he just plays it up as this really fun roguish character that, again, you know, Ginty's, you know, kind of Ginty's cop target kind of character. Um, and, and or you all... got to watch that. I never got to see cop target. I've been trying to watch it for years. Yeah, it was on YouTube for a bit. And then I think it may have also made its way to Tubi. So hopefully oh, it'll, it'll watch Tubi? I don't. I, I thought it did for wow. a period. So I, now, wow. I don't know if it's still on. I don't know that it's still on. So that's that's completely, you know, um, but. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it because it was it was removed from from YouTube. 
Sometimes when those movies get removed from YouTube, it means that they're on their way to something else. But yeah, it right. doesn't look like it's on anything right now. So, but I guess uh, oh, Phantom oh, Racer is the name. Phantom of Racer, yeah. Evigan. Edgar and That's Evigan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, maybe we can start wrapping it up. Oh, you can wrap it up. I just want to mention this thing with the substitute because. Uh, oh right, right, yeah. I mean, those are my personal favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's like a personal favorite before we wrap up. But you know, I always love the substitute movies for sure. Carl Thomason. Yeah. Yeah, and you it's, still have the poster. Today. I still have the poster for the fourth one. Uh, failure is not an option. What you got for me, Brett? Uh, so. Well, so you see Treat's face, you know, fairly often because you have the poster. I see it every. I see it every week. You know, and yeah. um, <laughs> I, I don't know a favorite. I don't know if I could pick one favorite. I mean, like a per, like a personal favorite, or like a Dead Heat would that be your? Choice I, I mean, you'd probably or? have to go with Dead Heat just because that okay. really. He wasn't. I'm not that you call that a straight horror movie, but he never really did horror. Um, that's about, probably about as close as he got. Um, so I, if I had to pick one, that would probably be it. But I, but I do think uh, uh, "Till Death Us Do Part" is a undiscovered <laughs> gem. In that's the, a really good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. You know, so you know, you could almost pick one per genre. We could say, you know, it's TV movies. You could say "Deadly Matrimony" for the horror. You could say "Dead Heat" for you know action. You could say "Substitute" or maybe "Handgun." So I mean, you could break it down yeah. by genre. But I mean. That's the best answer I can give because that's well, one that no, we can do a top I mean, five. Because we, how, how can I do a top one? We couldn't even do a top five. I couldn't. I would have to be top, you know, thirty. I can't really, really make a decision because I thought of a substitute movie idea. I told this to uh, Matt. I could say it. Or oh, Matt, do you have a personal favorite? So Dead Heat probably for me too. But I think with the substitutes, um, three was my favorite. Yeah, actually. I love the third um, one. Yeah, I mean. Failure's not an option was is an interesting one because you got um, Andrew Everhart in that one as well, um, and it's kind of a, um, it's it, it's an interesting one um, in the in the group there. The thing I, I didn't like about oh, I I don't want to spoil that one, so I, I'll, okay. what I didn't like about it I won't I won't get into. But um, but the thing is the substitutes it, whether they worked or not had nothing to do with treat. I think that was but I think for me when I was watching those substitutes initially for the blog my head was in that treat Williams. TV movie actor headspace. And right. so I, I didn't appreciate them as much at the time as when I came back to watch them. I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of fun. Treat Williams, you know, picking up the Tom Berenger part is actually kind of a, a fun thing here. Right, because he's very different too, from Berenger. Yeah. So it's kind of an yeah. interesting choice. It was different you know, when he played yeah. Carl Thomas. And, and it's like, just something about that always struck with me. This, the third one, he was winner takes all. Right, yeah, that's, that's got to be the best substitute. It's the best substitute movie. I think that's one of my personal favorites. Of course, Dead Heat and a uh, Prince of the City, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I have an idea for a substitute five, mm-hmm. which I can read to you. Then we can, we can wrap up. Substitute five, expulsion. School is back in session. Carl Thomason is back and ready to teach these students some old school style justice. After its friend is killed, after exposing hazing, Thomason goes undercover. And delivers his own deadly lessons. Co-starring the sexy Gina Lee Nolan and legend Jeff Fahey, check out Substitute 5 Expulsion today. <laughs> right, so that would be on, like, the slicks. Yeah, we on the slicks. And then we had some ideas for the final fight, Matt, if you remember. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you remember or I can read it to you. Yeah, well, um, I remember it was kind of, like, in Fahey's office. Yes, because um, Fahey's the evil dean, which I can... <laughs> if you want to jump in, Brett, once... Well, he, Okay, I, mean, um, you, I don't need to jump in. You guys have this whole thing I, pretty well in hand. I, I can you have an idea. This, like, like, if you guys told me this was an actual movie, I'd probably believe you because this sounds very believable. Like, I can really see this being real. 
me just uh, I'll do some quick vamping and I'll get it. Well, but Matt, you know, you had originally had the top five. Since we've gone through pretty exhaustively uh, his filmography, why don't you just run down your top five? Yeah, so we we covered them all in, in in our conversation. But yeah, number five was Smooth Talk again for that you know the Arnold friend part of it. Um, number four was Night of the Sharks again. I I really like the fact that he is a you know he's he's essentially playing a Robert Ginty role, but he's doing it himself really well. Um. Prince of the City was my number three. Again, I think, you know, we were talking about like what his best movie, you know, objectively might be. And I think that one's up there. Substitute three, because I had to have a substitute. And I, I think that's my favorite of the substitute threes. That was number two for me. And then Dead Heat was my, my number one. Yeah, no, good list. And I, I mean, that's a great list. We almost could have had like the same list there. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's like a very like solid and yeah. list that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like, like a that, really that great. covers all the bases yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So here's what I have for the final fight scene between Tree Williams and well, Jeff Fahey's evil, his evil Dean, right. who supports the hazing because right. he makes a lot of money from these evil frat bros. Okay. So, because um, the frat bros are rich, so. Right. So they pay him off to. They pay off the Dean, and, and, and Dean's like, okay, I'll take your whatever. Money. Can you do your hazing. The, I don't care. Exactly. He turns a blind eye to it, but then Carl Thomas and you know his friend is killed, played by Tim Abel or Tim Thomerson, uh-huh. and. Uh, and then now he's out for justice. So, so Treat figures this out, and they have a big, huge conversation. And then uh, Jeff Faye, he's a former army guy. He's a former army recruiter turned uh-huh. dean. Okay. So, Carl, you know I used to be former army. I haven't used my skills in a while. Might be time for some practice. So it's like, and then there's a big fight. And then you said, uh, Matt, that Dean's office has books and glasses being thrown around. Right, yeah, I can see that. Um, like really he throws good. a picture frame at him or something. Exactly, and then... Uh, uh, smashed through a table, a, a globe gets smashed, as you said in that. Yeah, one of those and, big, you know, yeah. rustic kind of, you know, world globe kind of things. And smashes in half and looks kind of cool. Yeah. And, it's like, um, and Jeff Faye definitely, uh, you know, is holding his own against Streak. He's out of breath yet, Thomason. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Carl smashes his knee with a kick, and then uh, <laughs> and okay, spoiler for fake movie. But he kills him by snapping his neck and throwing him out the window. And he says, <laughs> class dismissed. And then Jeff A. lands on his old fancy car that he, you know, because he's rich. So there you go. I mean, I can yeah. definitely see that. And, uh, Doesn't that sound great? That. Sounds fun. That, that would be. And it's a good way to end because we kind of yeah. talked about like, the past of Treat that potentially could be the future. So it's kind of yeah, like he was still the past, present, and future. Exactly. Yeah, so with so us, he could have made Substitute 5 expulsion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our tribute to Treat Williams. And yeah, hope people enjoy it. And then we're going to say thanks to uh, Matt Poirier for coming on. Well, what are your plug O's? Yeah. So the, the usual, um, so, so dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can find everything. Um, I, 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 we, you were talking about, you know, the comeupwithreviews.net piece there. Per, and you know, originally, I, I had changed the name to Matt Movie Guy to make it easier because oh, right, DTV yeah. Connoisseur is so hard to find. But uh, or to, to spell, you know, it's always a, a, an issue with spelling. But um, that's we, we, I lost the um, I, I, I didn't. Um, I, what happened was I didn't update the card information for the domain. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, and I wasn't checking <laughs> yeah. my email at that time. It was during the time I was on hiatus. And so, um, yeah, so so Matt Movie Guy does not exist. It's it's dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can find everything. Um, so links to social media. Um, that's where the podcast links are. Of course, the podcast, you can also check that out on your major podcatchers. Um, I think Spotify is who hosts it, but 
I oh, usually nice. do it on on iTunes, at, you know, wherever. The one interesting thing about Spotify is, um, I don't know if, if you guys, you, I think you guys use a different. We're one. We're on uh, Spotify, but I mean, there, we, you know, we use Podbean as a. Oh right, okay, yeah, because I use Spotify. I usually it's like Spotify. It used to be Anchor, but not Spotify for podcasters. What they do is they release it on Spotify, right? You know, like when I when I do publish now, it goes to Spotify first. And then, like, maybe, like, three or four hours later, they push it out to iTunes. Um, mm, so so I gives, usually – Yeah. yeah I should give Spotify listeners a, a bit of a, a, a you know, behind the scenes. Quick yeah. access. Exactly. Yeah. If you really can't wait that extra few hours. And the reality is nobody really knows I when can. it's coming anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, I can't. I need to see – I need to hear your podcast right away. I'm not getting – you know yeah, what to listen to. Right. Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, I don't have a set time that I, I post them. So it's not like anybody would know any any better. Right. right. It's like, you know, it's like when, when you get it, you get it. But um, but yeah, that's 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 the thing. But it, um, yeah, we do that weekly on, on generally Tuesday evenings when I post. So um, every other week is the normal podcast where it's like, you know, I might have you guys on, um, you know, Ty and I are doing the, the Bruce Wilson, that kind yeah. of thing. That's kind of the main podcast. And then on the off weeks, I do like, like lately I've been doing a, um, a kind of a solo thing on the Fast and Furious movies. Oh. Um, I, I'm debating right. about and, what the, yeah, talking, yeah, talking about that Fast X and the Toretto yes. Twist Soda. And, the Toretto, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's so, the real thing, bro. Yeah. Uh, Toretto Twist. Yeah. If you go to the AMC theater, not anymore because they pulled it from the theaters, I think. They pulled, so. AMC, they pulled Toretto Twist? I, I don't. Yeah, I think they pulled. Yeah, I think the whole Fast X thing is done in the theaters. I think oh, it's like. Oh no! I want my Toretto Twist soda. I know, and I, I tried to look up how to make it, and they don't tell you. <laughs> Essentially, it's, well, like, no, it's you, a, you, they'll never keep that. They'll never let that information go. That's like the Pepsi secret formula. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if you, if you could just tell you like you know, two pumps of this, two pumps of that, and that's you know because because that's all it is is it's just a mixture of is like Mr. Pip and reference? some other stuff. Yeah, it's like that Ford, the, not Ford, um, I, I, uh, a Coke freestyle machine, right? Where it's like all the different flavors are in one thing and you push the buttons for what you want. And it's just like a mixture of different four. Um, I keep saying Ford freestyle. It's, it's a car, isn't it? It's like a legitimate car, I think. But Coke freestyle. Coke freestyle. Right, you can and, mix uh, and match and you could have, you know, a bit of Sprite and a bit of Coke. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's how you make that Toretto twist. You just like, so you don't have to have the formula. You just have to find one of those machines and you make it that way i get it brilliant yeah i love that idea but we just don't know the mixture because they don't tell you that. i tried to look up <laughs> what the mixture is and they didn't tell me what the mixture was so I, it, it felt like it had a little bit of a lime in there so maybe there's like a a mr pib with like i don't know if, if it's sprite or or what's the other one um what's the new one that's out now it's not surge it's like um it's like i think it's or, with an s well, wait, maybe what's it, mr pib's first name is uh, it larry Larry Pibb, okay. No, I just made that up. No, <laughs> no, but maybe the soda thing, you know, it's like part Sprite, part Coke, part gasoline. Yeah, part, yeah. You know, there's got to be some gearhead <laughs> element to it. Like, you know, maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's oily. Maybe it's a little oily. I don't yeah. Know. Right. Well, it's Starry, right? But I think Starry is Pepsi. So maybe that's not, that's the new one that's out now. It's like, um, I think it's like something like I that. Know, but you're, yeah. you're, you're, all, you're keeping track uh, of all the sodas. You're keeping track of the hot sodas. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking. Yeah, I was well because I was curious. Like, what is this? That, that what is the new one? And that that was the one. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is that like, um, yeah, it's like Mr. Pibb, right? Because I guess some fountains have Dr. Pepper and some don't because it depends on whether Coke is distributing Dr. Pepper in that area or they're distributing it on their own. There's yeah, it's sodas this are, are the just new Coke wars, new soda wars. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we don't know who Dr. Account. Pepper is either. We we don't know yeah. what his first name is either. He's just Doctor yeah. Doctor Pepper or Doc Pepp. Yeah, Talk like, yeah, Doc Pat. Uh, <laughs> Deep Pat. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wait, is there any more plugs? Or we can, no, I that, more plugs. DTO, I, I, my novels, too, if you want to check out my novels. Um, I always appreciate it if anyone wants to buy those. Again, everything's on the site, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's the place to go for everything. And, you know, I, I have to mention that the Double right. Target Blu-ray uh, mentions you. Oh, does uh, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's awesome. <laughs> no way. So Is that uh, another Severin? Yeah, it's a Severin. It's one of those Matai uh, Italian action movies with Miles O'Keefe. I mean, they quote us, but they also quote you. So yeah, you might want to, you know, help people promote that. And um, <laughs> so I apparently didn't know. So yeah, they they mentioned you on that uh, disc uh, on the back. You, you know what's funny about that one is that I didn't remember reviewing Double Target, and I had it on my list of movies to watch to review, and then just happened to look up Miles O'Keefe and was like to see what movies I'd done of his. And it was like, oh, double target. I've done that one already. Um, so I had even lost track of it. So that's 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 really great that it would, it was used um, on, yes. on, the, on the, the DVD packaging because I was almost going to review it again. And um, yeah, and actually, if you go to the external reviews for double target, I don't show up on there. That's why I didn't think I had oh, reviewed it before. Well, somehow the, the people at Severin found you reviewed you. They yeah. must, yeah. Yeah, they must have known. Maybe maybe when you guys reviewed it, you may have mentioned that I had reviewed it. Sometimes yeah, yeah, there might be a link like check out the reviewers of our buddies DDVC. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet that's you. what it is because they definitely <laughs> found us, so they probably yeah. threw us found it. That, yeah, because we do that sometimes. Though it doesn't look like it because I think well, no, maybe it did. Cause, yeah, because that, that's part of it. Like, oh, you know, check out. Yeah, we, um, you know, we always mention like so and so reviewed it. So yeah, I, I the many times I've typed that, it's like it's like fourteen thousand. Yeah, same here, right? It's always it, nine times out of ten. If I'm reviewing something, it's it's you guys reviewed it, Mitch, the video vacuum, and then bulletproof. It's like that's if if you right, know, th- some combination of of, of, right. of you guys have reviewed something, um, unless I got to it first, which is rare. I guess, some of these new Dolph movies, I've been finding nobody else is reviewing those. But well, they're hot. They're hot dolls. You know, right? Like, <laughs> no, I guess with hot dogs. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, as well, far as us, Ty, yeah, we could do yeah. that. Uh, okay, let's see. Dot net. Uh, Ty come up. It's on the Twitter. If you want to find me, you find Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. Yes. Posted the stepfather today. Yes. Uh, Terry Quinn classic. Terry Quinn, yeah. Yeah, no Terry Quinn, no movie, as we say. And, well, I, don't know, uh, I like the sequels. I like. No, the no, sequels. no, they're good. But I think, but without Terry Quinn, I think it wouldn't be as good. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I guess that's it for the plugos. Oh, thanks again, uh, Matt, for being on for yeah. a treat. So yeah, um, no pun intended. This was a treat. No, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, just like watching his movies, uh, I'm glad you feel that way because I mean, yeah, that's what we always would think when we watched True Williams. So yeah, exactly. So it's a good end, and yeah. soon we'll do uh, Righteous Kill and all yeah, the other great ones. Have- yeah. So yeah. well, well, that, that should be funny. That should, you know, have a yeah, I can't wait to do that one. tone to it because that. <laughs> but this wasn't very downbeat. No, it wasn't. But you know, I just wish we didn't have to talk about him in the past tense. You know? I, I I know that's sad. But, we'll, but that being said, that. we'll come back with a funny episode. Uh, with, we'll be back uh, with righteous kill and righteous Rachel. killing it as I think we're righteous killing it is the title. Yes. Yeah, I can't. Uh, we'll set that up very soon. So yeah, I'm excited to do that because. Yeah. The, the silliness factor is almost too much to handle. I won't uh, be able to really talk about you know, <laughs> uh, Turk and Rooster. Just be about yeah, Rambo. The names yeah. uh, right there are just uh, just. Oh, I hate that Turk man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be. That was good. That really sounded like like Rizamo there. Oh, thank you. I was, I just kind of just did that because I'm always thinking about that line. <laughs> so like, uh, and I'm sure you'll be repeating it on that. I get ready for Pacino. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I think you we're we're gonna give i think we're we're gonna kind of really put in context what righteous kill is when 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 we heard that there was going to be a 
you know, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino film. Righteous Kill was not what anybody, including us, had in mind for that. that exactly. I, <laughs> definitely <laughs> save that. Hold that thought. Save that whole, right. Yeah, hold that whole thought for that. We want to. I think we will we'll go into that more. When we yeah, yeah that, that's a great idea to do that. You know. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, Bob De Niro and Al are back. Yeah, this is not what everyone thought it would be. Yeah. All all those years after The Godfather 2, when they didn't do a scene together, and I was like, oh boy, when are they going to do a movie together? And I guess, yeah, the the, the amount of the small piece in heat there, but it's kind of like, yeah, all that time, Righteous Kills, what we ended up with. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. (laughs) It's it's amazing. So, so everyone out there, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll have that very tuned. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, thanks for listening. And that's a good thing. Bye-bye. Bye. So I run up to the counter. It's, it's out. It's like, is Gale Force here? Is Gale Force here? <laughs> and it's like, no, I got rented out. I, I want to add nets.